Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang. I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love reddit story why not consider hitting the like subscribe maybe that notification bell too let's crack on with today's first story much love guys now today's first story comes from a throwaway account who says am i the a-hole for not wanting to help pay for my child's university fees hey reddit it's been one hell of a month so some things i say might not make sense i 40 male recently found out that i have a child who we're called jane 18 female I wasn't convinced at first, but everything checks out. When she came to me, she told me that she just wanted to get to know her father. I wasn't really interested in a relationship, but felt it would be cruel and unnecessary to deny her this. We talked for a while, and I didn't really say much, but it was interesting. So after we talked for a while, I asked her about her mother, Grace, 40 female, and she gives me her number. I really didn't want to have to call her, but I needed answers. So Grace and I decided to meet up at a local coffee shop. We have a small talk for a while before I ask her why she never told me. Silence. I ask again. Silence. I ask a third time and she told me that she just didn't want anything to do with and wanted to get back at me. I pointed out that all she did is deprive the child of her father. She says she does. I ask her when did she tell Jane. She says at age 12. So I get confused and I'm wondering why she only contacts me now. So I ask her why. Grace says that she was angry that I wasn't present in her life. We talk some more about life before we say goodbye and go our separate ways. I don't ask Jane why she didn't call sooner because she was a hurting teen and that's life. So Jane and I spend the next week bonding. Then she sits down and asks to talk. I say sure and sit down. Then she goes on to explain about how difficult her life was living in a single parent household and how money was always tight. Long story short, she asked me to pay for her university fees. Now, I'm well off enough to pay for it without struggle. So I asked to see her grades, and to be truly honest, it's meh. Not bad, but nothing to give a second look. I tell her that I'll think about it, and she says thank you. So here's where I might be the arsehole. I don't want to pay for the fees because, in reality, she's just a stranger with my DNA. I feel like Jane might just be using me. I mean, she's had six years to firm a relationship with me is only doing now that she needs something i just want to wash my hands clean of her and grace and move on with my life i don't want jane to think i'm her financial lifeline or anything like that so reddit am i the a-hole now, i can already see a lot of comments on this one saying you know they're only after you for the money etc etc they're using you all this kind of thing cut them out of your life all that but your daughter was told at age 12 about you didn't get in touch with you for whatever reason firstly i I got to say, I, I think at age 12, you can't expect, you know, daughter to be getting in touch with you. At age 12, after finding that out, oh, I just found out I got a dad somewhere. I'm going to go and get in touch with him. At 12 years old, there was no way that was ever going to happen. But we've already been told that Grace had some sort of vendetta against you, that she wanted to get back at you. 
So who knows what Jane has been told all of her life growing up. So I will have to say it from my point of view. If I was in OP's position, I was just told I have a daughter. I'd have to take a step back and think in my mind that Grace has been saying stuff to Jane all these years. And I'd maybe try to talk to Jane and, and find out find out about it, basically. Find out about her growing up. Find out about her past. She didn't even know about you till she was 12 years old. And what was she told? Why, would, why are you not in her life? She could have said anything to Jane. JSCT Mav says not the a-hole, but neither is Jane. Grace is a tremendous asshole to both of you. I do encourage you to seriously consider contributing to Jane's university expenses. Not to say you should or should not contribute. Just seriously and honestly consider it. Think about her position. No father in her life and a mother who won't answer any questions she has for, for the first 12 years. And who knows what context Grace gave her when she finally did tell her. I bet she never said, I never told your father about you because I wanted to spite him and I didn't care what effect that had on your childhood, despite that being the truth. Instead, she undoubtedly made you into the bad guy. Jane had no way of knowing better and you should be sympathetic to that. I don't think you're an asshole no matter what you decide. Just don't do anything to spite Jane. She's had enough of that already. Hin says, no one's an a-hole here. She's a kid who just met her dad. University is the biggest thing on her mind and she says that dad has fun, so why not ask? I wouldn't if I was her, but I get it. And you are not the a-hole for thinking. Hmm, this is weird. If it was a year or two from now after you all have caught up and formed a bond. It also sucks as you didn't get a shot, but may have gained a daughter. If it was me, I would have said let's reset and not have this convo now as we are strangers. Let's become familiar and we can talk way down the road on this topic. But yeah, rock in a hard place for sure. Slumber Slug says, she was a teen who was manipulated by her mother. I highly doubt the mother would have allowed her to reach out prior. I don't think you should fault your child for her mother's actions, especially if it won't put a strain on your resources. Also, while her grades may be underwhelming, she still deserves a chance to have more opportunities. If you are concerned about your relationship becoming strictly financial, I say have a conversation about it. Amish Ank says, I'm going to say no one's an asshole here. But there's a lot of other things in your post that do make you an asshole. She was a 12-year-old girl at the time. You do not put adult responsibilities of forging a relationship with a strange man she's told is a father on a 12-year-old girl and act like it's her own failing for not having six years of relationship with you. That is unfair to her and it really sounds like part of your reasoning is blaming her for that. If you really need to place blame, then that's on her mother for putting the two of you in this position in the first place and not taking action to help facilitate a relationship, not the minor child. No minor child should be contacting strangers on their own to engage in a parent-child or any relationship, and especially not when clearly not approved or facilitated by her custodial parent. I also think it's an asshole thing to look at and judge her grade as part of this decision-making process especially when it's pretty clear that you have no intention of paying regardless. It just comes off as petty and superficial. So legally, you may not be obligated to do a damn thing. And if you don't want to help her, that's certainly your right. But please take the prior two things out of our reasoning for it because that treads dangerously close to asshole territory. Ford says you're the a-hole for the comments on her grades. Consider her grades might be meh, but because she had to grow up in a single family household. I'm sure she was too poor to afford a lot of things that would enhance her education and life experience. Kids with both parents' involvement tends to have better grades, but now that I'm thinking, if she did tell you sooner, would you have supported your daughter? What's so different from then and now? You could still bond for the rest of your life. 
Personally, I'd be ashamed to have someone of my biology walk through this world with no proper care or guidance, especially if you're able to give it. To me, it just speaks on your character, however you want to view that. So first, OP edits the post to add a couple of additional bits of information. They say edit to add some stuff because of the comments. One, I did a DNA test. It was what she wanted me to do to prove herself. Two, child support laws are different in my country in a sense that A, you can't claim unclaimed child support if you had the option to claim it. B, child support can't be settled after 18 unless the father knowingly disappeared and that would take months to process let alone prove. Three, Jane had the ability to contact me. I don't know how much influence her mother had on her choice, but I do know that I was a dial away. Four, I was never mad at Jane for not contacting me. I knew she was a hurting teen who doesn't know her father and could be scared to do so. I was confused in the moment. And then OP went on to make a full update as well. So they said, so over the past few days, I've been taking a bit of time to myself to think about the situation. I realized that I would lose nothing by helping Jane and it'd be more of an investment than anything. I also realized that I got too stuck on the principle of the matter and whether or not Jane's intentions were purely for the relationship when in reality, I wasn't really a person who was yearning for that relationship, which is something that a lot of people in the comments noticed. Two days later, I called Jane and asked to meet at noon. She said yes. When we meet, I, I put it to her straight. I told her I'd pay only if her grades would improve. I don't expect her to be on top of the class, but they should be on the upwards trajectory. The next thing I told her was that she has the choice to have a relationship or not. I told her that I was helping her so that she would have the best chances to succeed in life and so that she would not blame me if she ever failed in life. It ultimately doesn't change much in my life if I do or do not have the relationship. She didn't say if she did or didn't want to have a relationship. So I feel quite satisfied and happy with the outcome of the situation. I think it's a win-win on both sides. Thank you for the advice. And now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And let's move on to another story. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. And the next story does come with an update as well. It's from No Sandwich from the Off My Chest subreddit, who says, I'm falling in love with my roommate. I have been living with my roommate for almost a year and I'm so in love with her. We knew each other in high school but weren't really friends. She stayed back home for college while I went to school on the other side of the state then found a job I like in the same city. She moved to my city to start a new job and I offered her my other room since I needed a roommate. Since she moved in we have become incredibly close friends. We instantly connected and started confiding in each other. 
We know almost everything about each other and we both have trust in the other person. She is so clean and organized and never makes a mess. She is really into fitness and got me into Pilates. She checks in on me and even makes me dinner sometimes. She is an amazing cook and I will eat anything she makes. My favorite time with her is when we are cooking and I say something that makes her laugh. She has the nicest smile in the world and I can listen to her talk for hours. She is so beautiful. When we hang out or meet up with friends, she is always the life of the party. She is just a good, honest person. I thought she was good looking in high school, but being her roommate is making me fall in love with her. She doesn't do me any favors either. I keep trying to suppress my feelings, but she does something that reels me in further. She always complains about being touch starved and asks me to hold her. She loves it when I play with her hair. There's been heavy rain where I live for the past couple of months and when there is thunder and lightning, she will come to my room and ask if she can stay with me until the thunder goes away. She is not afraid of thunder, so I sometimes wonder if she's doing it on purpose. Today, I woke up late, so I ran out the door without making my bed. When I came home from work, I noticed my bed was made and my room was clean. I asked my roommate if she made my bed and she said yes and mentioned that she noticed that I've been a little on edge for the past two weeks, so she made some spaghetti for me. Spaghetti is my favorite food and it might have been the reason why I started spilling my heart out to her. I did not outright say I have feelings for her, but the way I was talking, I might as well have told her. She understood where I'm coming from and I am the only person who makes her feel safe. She then walked past me to her room and I felt her touch my hand. I think I'm going to tell her how I feel. I want to be her boyfriend so bad. I can't keep these feelings in longer. I might explode absolutely suck at picking up signs but even i can tell she feels something towards me i really don't want to lose her as a friend or a roommate but i need to do this so a commenter said on this one it sounds like she's given you all the signs that she's interested too. prepare yourself emotionally but i think it's worth having an open conversation about it ask her if you're misreading anything she made your bed cooks you and wants you to hold her and make excuses to come to your room during thunderstorms if she's not falling in love with you, I'd admit I don't know anything about anything. <laughs> Communication is everything and it seems that time. Wishing you all the best. Opie says I definitely want to have an open discussion with her. I told a couple of girls I liked them before, but looking back, I came on too strong and rushed the conversation with them. So I want to avoid those mistakes this time. And that was the general gist of the comments on that particular post saying, you know, communication is key here. Tell her how you feel and but just be prepared just in case. So Opie did go on to update the post. They said summary of previous post. A girl I went to high school with moved in with me a year ago to start a new job. I've been developing feelings for her. Last week, she cleaned my room and made my bed and I started to reveal my feelings for her. She has alluded to having feelings for me. So I thought about asking her out on a date. Update. On Monday, we were watching the Warriors slash Kings game. She isn't into sports, but I got her hooked on the Warriors and 49ers. She sat down on the couch next to me and rested her head on my shoulder a couple of minutes later. She said she had a long day at work and she was exhausted. I placed my head on top of her head and she wrapped her arm around mine. We stayed like that until Draymond Green was ejected in the fourth quarter. She said she was tired and was going to bed, but I stopped her and said I needed to tell her something. She sat down on the couch and I told her how much I love having her as a roommate. She's a beautiful person who is making me a better person every day. I'm so glad to have her in my life. I said I liked her and asked her if she wanted to go on a date with me. She took a second and said yes and gave me a hug. She told me how much she enjoys being around me and how my positive attitude is rubbing off on her. 
She feels comfortable around me, which is not something she can say about a lot of people. She knows I will not judge her for being herself, but will be upfront with her, which is something she needs to keep her in check. She said she has been waiting for two months for me to ask her out, and she was afraid I was never going to do it. Yesterday, we went on a date, and she had a great time. I took her mini golfing, then we got a pizza and went back to our apartment and talked until 2am. I really like her. She wants to take me out on a date before we officially become boyfriend and girlfriend, and I can't wait. Bloody hell, Mark, you soppy sod. Got those onion ninjas coming out again. Every story these days, I'm telling you. <laughs> and that's a lovely little wholesome story, which I love to see on these subreddits every once in a while. How about you? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below and let's get back into the chaos of Am I the A-Hole from PrudentAd5683 who says, Am I the A-Hole for not wanting to give my niece bangles that my grandfather made for me? My 23 female's grandfather was a goldsmith. When he was alive, he used to occasionally make gold jewelry for his daughters and granddaughters. He didn't make any for his sons or grandsons because we are Muslim and in Islam, men aren't allowed to wear gold. However, when my grandmother passed away, her jewelry, majority of which was designed and made by my grandpa, was equally divided between my dad, aunts and uncles. My brother and sister-in-law had my niece eight months ago. They're planning on doing a family photo shoot and wants to incorporate grandpa's jewelry as well. My dad has already let sister-in-law pick what she likes from the jewelry that he has for the photo shoot. However, my dad doesn't have any pieces that are baby-sized, but I do. She asked me whether she can borrow some of mine for niece. She looks through what I have and zeroes in on a pair of bangles. Grandpa made those for my first birthday and they are my favorites as well. I don't mind letting her borrow them, but sister-in-law then asked whether I would mind gifting them to my niece as an early birthday present. I immediately noped out of that situation. She left without borrowing anything because she loves the bangles. My brother calls me later that day and asks whether I'd be willing to let my niece borrow those bangles instead. I said no but sister-in-law is welcome to pick something else to borrow. But apparently sister-in-law has a heart set on those bangles. We're currently at a stalemate. Sister-in-law hasn't replied to my message, saying she can pick something else to borrow. Now, the next thing I say is going to be very reddity because it's I've read way too many stories. God knows how many stories I've read where this kind of shit happens. But if you was to allow her to borrow those bangles, there's a chance that you may not ever see them again without a big fuss or, or something like that. I've said it just one too many times, you know, but absolutely do not hand over something that means so much to you. You even offered her something else to borrow and it sounds like she's refusing to do so unless she can get those bangles. So I would take away the offer in this case if I was you and the absolute audacity and entitlement is something that always gets to me in these posts that they love the bangles and that, you know, they wanted to borrow them initially and says, oh, why don't you gift them as an early birthday present? Who the hell says that kind of shit? I'm just trying to picture myself like going up to one of my brother's houses or something like that or going up to my brother with his watch on his wrist and said, oh, that is a lovely watch. Can I borrow that? Actually, for my birthday, can you give that to me? <laughs> it's like, what the hell? Who does that? The absolute cheeky buggers, right? But Blue Book says, and quotes, we're currently at a stalemate and it says, no, you aren't. The discussion ended once you said no. You do not need to justify, argue, defend or explain any further. Just refuse to engage. My decision is final. Please do not ask again. I also don't think you can trust them. Not the a-hole. Kaldos replies that and says, suggest you also put them somewhere safe separately at home for when they do come to borrow. Out of sight, out of reach of sticky little fingers. As above though, this isn't a stalemate. 
stalemate suggests is an ongoing bargain or discussion. You've been clear, no need to repeat or go back over. If they attempt to bring these up again, just respond in kind. All offers of allowing you to borrow any of these items is now gone. Folk need to learn to respect and to listen to people who do say no. Zokathra Spell says not the a-hole. Stand fast because if you lend them, you may not get them back. Those bangles? Yeah, we'll return them next time we see you. Oh, and I forgot to bring the bangles with me. Oh, I think I lost the bangles, sorry. These bangles? Oh, they are mine. Arimali says not the a-hole. Those bangles are an heirloom and you are emotionally attached to them. She has no right to demand you to gift them to your niece. Icky House says not the a-hole. That isn't jewelry that was passed down and left to be split among family. That was an extra special gift to you. It has sentimental value. It might be worth mentioning to them why you are extra cautious with those bangles. I'd be nervous about sister-in-law keeping them based on her actions so far. Sensitive wearer says, not the a-hole. Is it common in your family to ask each other for their possessions? Hey, this is nice. Will you gift it to me? That's strange and unsettling. Don't lend those bangles. Your sister-in-law sounds entitled as fuck. As in, she feels entitled to your heirloom bangles. Good luck, OP. Opie responds saying, I think she felt this one was a bit more deserved because niece doesn't have any jewelry from grandpa. My brother doesn't have anything from him either. Recent charge says, best advice you're going to get on here is to take those bangles and put them in a safe or lockbox. Sister-in-law or your brother is going to take them, so save yourself the drama and lock them up. And keep them out of your home as an extra precaution, not the a-hole. Edit to add, don't loan her anything, you won't get them back. If she doesn't answer, great, leave it that way. She's acting like a spoiled brat. That can't get her way. Now, what do you guys make of this situation? What would you do if you was OP? I learned something new today as well. I didn't know Muslim men were not allowed to wear gold. I love a learning day. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so, so much for being involved, truly. And hopefully I'll see you in the next one. Take care and much love. Then along came a time when you crushed my dreams Oh yeah, you played me like a fool And you made me believe that the line between love Wasn't thick enough to read Oh yeah, you see we in despair Crying everywhere You're selling false hope Cause you just don't care Nah, uh, you just don't care Nah, 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 you just don't just